0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to check in real quick about a couple things. One, for those who've been following along closely, yes, I normally release on Tuesdays. (laughs) Today is Thursday. I got to catch up with my friend uh, Preeti, my biz bestie, uh, yesterday and record what ended up being the next two episodes of the podcast. I thought we were just going to jump on and wrap up the topic of failure on the journey, uh, talking about A little bit about victims and judges and the cycles that people tend to go through going between victim and judge. We ended up having an hour-long conversation, so I decided to split it up into two. So you'll notice a couple times in the conversation, uh, at least in the next episode, where I'm like, oh, I think I should split this up. Well, obviously I did split this up. Uh, Another thing I wanted to check in about is that uh, I am seriously considering a rebrand of the podcast, renaming it um, for the new year even though, of course, it's already January going into February. But I want to give everyone a heads up that may happen. If it does happen, or it is going to happen, I'll probably give you um, a full blown like preview uh, next episode. But (laughs) I've been known to change my mind. So we'll see what's going on with that. So anyway, I I hope that you will enjoy this conversation with Preeti. We, As I said, we talk about the cycle of go between victim and judge. We throw in some other banter about uh, Myers-Briggs. I think that ends up in the next episode. Uh, but there you have it. State of the show, as it were. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Thanks a lot. The, we previously talked about, um, you know, why people avoid the mess and why avoid the mess, stop avoiding the mess. Um, The mess is where you learn. And Mm -hmm. then talking about the lesson and the learning, which you listened to recently, which was just the, um, you know, just because you're aiming for something doesn't mean that's the thing that you most need to learn. So, uh, you know, part of this Mm -hmm. is just learning how to learn. So just, you know, again, when you fail, it's not so, it's not so black and white as you succeeded or you failed. It's more like, you're walking a path and you're learning as you go down that path and you're learning all sorts of things that you wouldn't have otherwise learned if you hadn't had that journey.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, I, I I think that's where my strong belief that like that really failure does not exist. That's where that comes in because I, first of all, semantics, all words are made up, all words, concepts, we, we have made them up. So literally it's just a concept and I don't think it exists only because I think that when you shift your perspective to be like, wait, I did benefit from this situation every single time, whether I quote unquote succeeded or achieved what I wanted to achieve, hit the mark that I set out to mark, or if I didn't, but I learned something here about what I could do next time to be better or what, didn't work, or what I didn't like doing, or whatever it is you learned. There's always a benefit to, and even if it's not about the situation, if what you learn is like, oh, you know what I learned in that situation? I'm really good at handling shit. That's what I learned. You know, <laughs> like there's. I think there's always a benefit to it, and I always tell people like, it's it's when you in a if you're in a lab, like a microbiology lab, let's say. Such a nerd. Wow, I just immediately.
0: It's cool. go back to like Pre-med sophomore kid. year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I-, I was about to talk about engineering, so it's cool.
1: Yeah, when you're, but you're, when you're in a lab, you don't look at every trial as a success or a failure. You don't look at it in, as either. You look at it as a trial, and you learn what you needed to learn, and you try again, and it's another trial, you know? So, yeah, I think that's well, nice, it. It's, that.
0: it's funny because, let's, so let's talk about semantics for a moment. Even the term trial, you know, when we talk about like trial by fire or something, we're talking about trying something. You know, we're talking about trying times. We, we lose the kind of root meaning of our words. So I'm going to butcher it because it's been a long time since I looked any of this up. But yeah. I'm going to, so we're going to deal in some vagaries here and I apologize in advance for that. Um, but to try something is to test it. Yeah. Right. So a trial is testing something. So when you're mm-hmm. talking about, trials in microbiology, you're, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about testing an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could, in so now we're going to the engineering ideas, like testing a bridge, right? Testing something to failure. So to me, there is such thing as failure, right? Mm-hmm. Like if the bridge collapses, the bridge failed. That's, that's the literal right? right the yeah. bridge collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. The bridge is meant to do the job of, of holding weight and it doesn't hold weight, and therefore there was a failure, right? So in that sense, failure exists. Mm-hmm. To your point, the way that we frame the experience, we either A, need to own failure as part of the experience and the journey and test to failure as a, as a good thing, as a part of our goal, or if failure is a word that just triggers us so much that we can't, Even process the ideal of failure, (laughs) then then we need to, as you said, redefine failure. Right. So that you're like, well, failure, as you said, failure doesn't exist insofar as it's not hitting the mark you aim for is not failure. If you define failure as learning nothing, making no progress, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. So. If, if the only way that you can define failure is I didn't hit my goal, then you better get real fucking comfortable with it. Right. And, and play with it and make it a game, right? Fail early, fail often. There's this break dancer, this B girl that I just freaking love to watch. She goes by logistics. Her name is Logan. She's like 16. Maybe she just turned 17. She's so young. and, even though she's in this badass crew called The Lab and they just like kicked so much ass on like World of Dance and and they're just doing so many cool things out there. And she is such a cool person from what she posts on social media. You know, whatever, I don't know her personally. But one of the things that she does is even when it was a battle, she will post her falling on her face in a battle. This is a 16-year-old. And she's like, fail early, fail often. And she's just like, oh, it's like 30 seconds. It's just the most badass breakdancing. And then she falls on her face. And not only does she fall on her face, she edits the clip, or whoever was working with her edits the clip, to repeat her falling on her face three times in a row, in slow motion, whap, whap, whap. And then she goes, then, you know, whatever, she shows herself. She's in a battle. She's doing it live, so I like she just yeah. does, moves into the next move and does plays it off like it's nothing and keeps rolling. But of course, she learns from that, and that's just to me. That's that's where I want my head at. Yeah, you know, where it's like, here's yeah. my failure. Here's what I didn't do well. Here's what I what. Here's the result I didn't intend that I got. Yeah. And this is how I'm moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think I I agree with you. I mean, I think. Like you said, it's, it's not that failure isn't real as a tangible concept because even in my group, in like lab, you got to look at what, quote unquote, what went wrong, what did not work. You have to look at those things. You have to face those things because if you don't correct those things, you don't figure out a way to move forward from them. They're going to keep fucking happening. So, yep. but like, as you said, I think it's that when people get caught in, oh, I failed. That means something went horribly wrong. That means right. I did something that I can't come back from. Like when you get stuck in that definition of failure, yeah, definitely gotta reframe it to like, to me, I, I think now it's like failure doesn't exist because I view it all as, oh cool, but I learned something here. That's awesome. Like right. I've shit, Instagram Live, that shit fucks up all the time. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's very weird to, to learn, like, I remember there was something that happened, but I actually self-fived myself the other day, because, like, lawnmowers went off, and just all the sounds, and I wanted to, in the moment, be like, oh my god, I hate this, I'm just going to shut off the live video, bye guys, but instead I was like, oh, doesn't this always happen, let's just, and I just started walking around the house with the camera until I could figure it out, like, yep. And I realized that the more, like, since I've made that mindset that shift, it's just fun now. It's just like, let's see how I can get out of this situation because I can. I know I can. How so. can
0: That's so what we were chatting about my teacher before, and how he was like, "How can I be creative in my life?" So I'm gonna put my tools away by putting on a song and dancing. Right? It's it's all about how you approach it, what your attitude is, what your mindset is, and how you go, how you go about doing that.
1: And to unrelated, but related, I was thinking about this earlier. I think that because even my tagline is create the limitless reality of your dreams. You know, I think that that can be so super spiritual, super woo, woo super distanced from tangible, physical reality for a lot of people. But when I always when I talk to people about mindset work and like you can create the reality of your what you want, you can create your own mind and whatever it's that it's what people don't understand is I'm not saying like tomorrow you can start flying and like, you're going to see rainbows and unicorns and I don't know. You can, who knows? We only use like 2% of our brains. What's back here. But (laughs) I'm saying you're going to experience the exact same situations, but your perspective is what shapes your reality. The way that you process those situations and feedback through your, all of your systems, that is what shapes your reality. So yeah, you can change your reality. You know, it's just that, that perspective shift it's not the tangible world around you
0: okay. well this is this goes back to a conversation we had the other day where <clears throat> um sometimes the way to get what you want is acceptance and sometimes the way to get what you want is rejection yeah. i.e accepting your situation and adapting to it
1: mm-hmm. instead
0: of fighting against it which is wasting mm-hmm. your fucking energy <laughs> and sometimes the way to get What you want is to reject the situation you're in and work actively to change it. And that's, I think, to your point, you know, when people think of these ideas of, you know, the law of attraction and the secret and manifestation and whatever else, there tends to be this idea that I'm going to create a picture and by my power of manifestation, it will look exactly how I end. And that's not that's not real i mean for some people i mean maybe they are just magic i mean i've met some people who are pretty freaking magical maybe it really is that way for them for sure cool all right fine but i would say the majority of us and that's who this podcast is for by the way if you're listening thank you for (laughs) listening um this is for you this is for the person who you know is so sick of hearing the woo because it doesn't work for you, right? Or you know, you've been doing the woo and it hasn't worked out for you, or whatever. You know, this this is meant to be practical. So I love that we're that when we chat, we boil down these ideas because so many people keep getting fed the line that like if you just believe hard enough, you just whatever else, and everything's gonna magically work out the way you want. And again, if that's you, awesome. Give me some of that, you know, let's take a syringe, pull some out of your veins, stick it in a a
1: wand and sell it like mass distribute that, please. Right.
0: That would be fascinating. Actually, wait a
1: minute. Don't because there are some people in the world who don't need that.
0: Well, and again, this whole theme of podcasts, this, the series of podcasts is about your failure on the journey. And If none of us ever failed, none of us would grow. If none of us grew, grew, we'd all be a bunch of emotional babies. And can you imagine a world where everyone got what they wanted? Everyone would be whiny little bitches if they didn't get what they wanted, right? The first time you have any adversity, you're going to fall apart. And so that's when you look at the entitled generation that I'm not saying everyone in this generation is entitled. I'm just saying having been a teacher for over a decade. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, the millennials. I'm pretty clear
1: of that. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> hey, I resemble that comment. Um, you know, there's, there's this sense that I'm supposed to get what I want without having to work for it. And that's just not how the universe works unless you're just super privileged, right. in which case I guess, good on you for being privileged and not that's, having to work for anything that you have. But Yeah, sure. That's, that's again, where's the not,
1: satisfaction? Though to that, and there are so many studies that now have shown, like, that's why rich kids end up in depression and with suicidal thoughts and with problems because there's no fulfillment. There's a lot of, and like...
0: There's no struggle.
1: I that that's where my in my mindset shift the last couple of weeks like in the middle of being and prepping for my launch and all that has been so awesome because it's just like a game to play now it's really just like i think about it like if i'm playing a video game okay i took a path here that didn't work out where do i go for the next path like what tool can i pull from my magic backpack <laughs> so it's just a fun game and i think when you start looking at it that way you're, you really drop not only the failure the the addiction, I'm gonna say, to failure or to success, because neither one of those things should be your focus, really. You start zoning in more on the process, on the game, on the situation that you're in at the time. And then going to back to the manifestation thing, it's not, it's about mindset. I tell people all day long, like I teach a fucking manifestation course, and I tell you in the course, it is about mindset. Because Do I believe there's a little bit of woo-woo in spirituality? Of course I do. I believe in the power of the universe. That's my personal mantra. However, I also believe in the power of the human brain because it's a really amazing organ.
0: And When you
1: get super clear on what you want your brain to do, guess what? It delivers. (laughs) That's how it works. When you keep telling your brain what you want, when you keep telling your brain, I'm taking action in the direction of what I want, your brain is going to start to do some pretty cool things and get you to where you want to be.
0: And this so, is the whole, you're not, you're not just your thinking bits. You're not just your consciously thinking bits. There's lots of other stuff going on in your brain that can help you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the analogy that I love telling people is it's your ship, right? Like, yeah, you're the captain. You're telling the crew what to do on the ship, but the crew is doing all of the work behind you. That's your subconscious mind. So you have to learn as the captain how to accurately give your subconscious mind these orders and how to... Right change and shift your frame right that's that's the biggest thing that is what manifestation is is all about and this whole failure thing is that you have to learn like wait a minute fuck the universe and all that stuff and god and whatever i have that power like i am the captain
0: right right (laughs) co-creating all all
1: that (laughs) so yeah
0: aren't you an epic badass yeah um i uh (laughs) When you you were saying that, just like 10 ideas went through my head. But one of them was when you said shift your frame, I was like, Yep, yeah, I'm going to release that mini course at some point mm-hmm. um, called Shift Your Frame. I, you know, on a
1: side note, we have to, I have to bring this up. I feel like that has been, that's you working subconsciously in my mind. Cause I've noticed that sometimes on my podcast, I'll be like, when you have to shift your mindset, and then I'll go shift your frame. And I'm like, huh. because of Ryan, that's because he put that in there. As well. So
0: <laughs> inception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I I already kind of started working on that course, so it'll, yeah. it'll it'll come out in the not too distant future. But when I say not too distant future, that could be up to 9 months, you know, or between 9 months and a year because right now I'm working on the self-hacking, you know, mm-hmm. 101 course that's going to be coming out in March, people, in March. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's funny cuz I don't know uh if there are any regular listeners who hear any additional irritation in my voice that's not typically there, but uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're working on new products, uh, some things can get a little bit yeah. frustrating. So there's some yeah. ambient uh, frustration uh, still lingering in in my in my field, in my fields, in my mm-hmm. things. Uh, but it's so funny that we're talking about this are so perfectly fitting, I suppose, because you and I were talking about overwhelm the other day.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But I also think, you know, we've just had this conversation about failure and accepting failure. There's this tendency to flip-flop between being a victim and being a judge. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about entitlement and things not working out the way we want, um, frustration. You know, so it's so easy for us to flip between um, this happened to me, you know like the world is happening to me this isn't this didn't go how i wanted and you know i'm put upon by that and and then jump flipping over to the judge which tends to be you know you did this to me it's just you know hmm, two sides of the same coin it's still the world happening to you uh but then we also do that to ourselves you know we judge ourselves oh i am a failure Oh, I fucked up. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm whatever else. And I think that part of this journey, just as you laid out, I think very well, is it's all learning. You end the victim status. You end the world happening to you, which I talk about, I don't know if I talked about this in our last conversation, the idea of locus of control, which literally just means the location which we put our control of the world like our mm-hmm. control which is really control of ourselves so when we put control of our experience outside of us then we become the victim mm-hmm. when we put the locus of control inside of ourselves then we know that we're agents in it we may not have control of the whole situation but i control how i react to the situation and Absolutely. when the more that we move the locus of control inside of ourselves the more it becomes all learning the more we're able to adapt the more that we're able to interact on a higher level for life. I don't like that phrasing, but, um, you know, from an observer's perspective, we're, right. we're more capable of shifting and doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, that's really important.
1: Yeah. And I like that you said agent because, um, the point that I wanted to bring up is that I also think that people will do a sort of flip flop between the world is happening to me. Nothing is in my control to Everything is in my control. I create my reality. And I think that that's just as dangerous because Mm. as you said, you're an agent, right? I think you have to understand that it's not a bad thing. There's a lot around me right now that I am not in control of. And that's okay. I do not need to control everything in my reality or in my environment, nor should I. But I am in control of myself and how I respond and react to this environment and how I navigate their environment and possibly manipulate it as at some times in my life to work in my favor, you know? So as you said, you're an agent, you are not one or the, you're not the king and you're also not the pauper for lack of a, I don't know why my mind just went to Disney, but you know, (laughs)
0: let's fix those metaphors. Let's make it go. Let's make it happen. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, you know, I think people talk about autonomy and agency, again, having taught, uh, middle schoolers you know early adolescents, mm-hmm. a lot of what their brains are going through is developing individuation and senses of autonomy and agency And so anytime you have an opportunity to say to a kid hey how can you interact with this situation right so that it's not just happening to you right right that, that, that's you know when i say agent Agency. I, I mean that um, again. That locus of control. You know, you right. have you to empower. I don't need to empower you. You need to. I mean, I sometimes I empower a student by pointing out right. that they are empowered. Right. That's that's kind of the deal. Right. Is you already have that inside of you. But I think there's a flip that I wanted to make sure because I think we could talk for a while about mindset shifts around not being the victim of your experience. Mm-hmm. I, but there's something that I think doesn't get talked about enough mm-hmm. in this regard, and that is accepting the judgment of others.
1: Mm, okay, yeah.
0: So when any of us embark on something new, there's a voice in our head that is cautioning us about how people will react to what we do, mm-hmm. to our choices. Mm -hmm. And this is natural and evolutionary, right? This Because we are pack animals. We are herd animals. We are, (laughs) you know, we we survive together as a community. So it's natural to fear judgment because, as I've said in many other podcast episodes, or however many other, I shouldn't say many, but many other podcast episodes, you know, um, rejection is death. You know, you get voted off the island, you know, banishment is death. That's how... Yep. That's how that works. Um, it's just a slow death um, as opposed to a straight up execution. So yeah. um, in this world where so much of, <laughs> so much receiving judgment sometimes is interpretation. Oh, nobody likes me. Well, that may not be true or it may be true, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but that's up to your interpretation that there's, we hold ourselves back so much, in fear of judgment
1: absolutely yeah
0: and Gary V was just talking about um you know the voice in your head that says your crap is not you it's something you've internalized from someone else and I, I don't totally agree with that
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: um but I do think that the message the the core of the message makes sense mm-hmm. however there are Okay. So uh, I was just getting a very very murky area. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I just I want to caveat this real quick before mm-hmm. we go any 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 further and that is self-assessment is a, also another idea that's overlooked. Absolutely. So I grew up I grew up dancing, okay? As a male dancer. There is both judgment for people outside of the dance world sometimes, but there's also the quote positive judgment of people in the dance world who would judge unfairly Uh, we were there was a group of boys the performing group that i was in and when we would compete our scores would be as good as someone who performed better than us Mm -hmm. because of the bias of the judges Mm -hmm. and when people would come to me and be like oh ryan that was really good i'm like okay look i have eyes Mm And I am a rational person. I know that that was not good. Mm -hmm. I know what my good performance is. I know what my bad performance is. And I know how I can rate myself in that. No, I'm not going, I'm not, you know, being down on myself. I am not being an asshole to myself. I'm just not as good as you are claiming me to be on the scale of things. And I could say that with zero sense of fault, with zero sense of judgment. It was just discernment. It was just, look.
1: Yeah, which I think wasn't that that good. I think there's a two way, there's two parts of this the battle. It's you got to deal with the judgment going on in your head, which there's a judgment in the sense of the word that it's a survivalist instinct. Like it's not always a bad thing, it's you figuring out and placing some sort of, as you said, discernment on your external or internal circumstances, whatever it is. And then there's the side of judgment from other people, right? Which is a whole different battle. And I I had a friend actually the other day who was asking me, so he's been trying to um, get back into songwriting and he's been Mm -hmm. trying to practice something like two hours a day. Like that's my thing. I got to sit down. I got to do songwriting in some capacity. So he'd spent this one day um, not doing his own songwriting. He'd just sat down, jammed with a friend in it as musicians do some song stuff came out. So he was talking to me about it on the phone, and he said, I don't know if I should accept that as my two hours of songwriting. What, jokingly kind of a serious business coach, like what would you say to somebody? And I was like, what I would say is, you gotta be really effing honest with yourself. Right. If you felt complete, like unrelated to what anybody else thinks, if you feel 100% satisfied, like yeah, I did what I was supposed to do, it doesn't matter if I tick the tick marks and check the boxes on the two hours, I sat down and did what felt good for some sort of songwriting. If that feels fine to you, awesome. That's acceptable. And if it doesn't feel fine to you, if you honestly think, no, maybe I need to do one more hour of songwriting because that's what I set out to do, then do that. Like, you've got to sit down and be honest with yourself, which means being honest with yourself about the theoretical bad that you don't want to deal with. Like, you have to... You don't, and even in the dance world, you do not get better unless you can sit there and actually see, okay, this, I'm, evaluate. I'm, I'm not being critical, overly critical. I'm not being harshly critical of myself, but I am critiquing what's going, what I saw. I'm critiquing yeah. my performance, you know,
0: yeah. you How have to, to assess. Absolutely. Um, yeah. so I want everyone right now to like pause this. And go listen to your episode that we record on your podcast that we recorded together. I don't oh, yeah. know what you, I don't know what you titled it. Do you remember what you titled it? Or what episode at what number it was?
1: I can tell you right now, because I have my phone. <laughs> I think it was episode number
0: twelve. That sounds it right.
1: Was... Episode number 12 going all in on your dreams and figuring out your path forward with Ryan Francis.
0: Boom, and the reason why I want everyone to pause and go listen to the Unboxed podcast with Preeti Serene, episode 12 going all in on your goals is because we spent a fair amount of time in that conversation talking mm-hmm. about indirectly but upon reflection about self-evaluation Absolutely. And that there there's a tendency to think there's a right or a wrong and that really it's again about adapting and, and doing what you think is best at the moment. We can always reevaluate later and go, oh man, I did way more than I needed to or oh, I didn't do enough. So you have to choose, you have to choose your mistakes, but I didn't want to spend like a whole lot of time on that again today if people can just go jump on that episode and listen to that. Yeah, and then come totally.
1: Back. 100% agree with Ryan. You should go listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and here's a little preview of what's coming up next week.
1: But yeah, the specific thing that we we talked about it was intuition that it's not that intuition doesn't exist, it does, but it's more of a guide that you got to take with a grain of salt. Like listen to your gut theoretically, but also listen to the rest of you. Is it in line with your gut? Like what your intuition says, you know, it's not listening to your intuition doesn't mean you're doing something right or wrong. And to that end, hilariously, I was just talking to a friend about Myers-Briggs personalities types, which I would love to know yours, because we've never talked about it, I don't think. Oh, Um,
0: Oh, that'd be fun,